Welcome back to Off The Bar Podcast. My name is Rafael De Los Santos and I'm here with... Connor O'Brien. Maria Perez. Today we're recording our most impressive teams in Europe. What we mean by most impressive is not in terms of how they're playing this season. Um, as compared to like you could say Man City's been impressive because they're sitting first place or Real Madrid is impressive as they're sitting first place. What we mean by most impressive is compared to last year, how they're playing this year. So yeah, it's kind of a natural segue from our fourth episode of Underachievers. So if you haven't listened to that, definitely go listen to that. We looked into the teams that have kind of underperformed last year compared to this year. So this year we're going to be talking about, I mean, this episode we're going to be talking about the most impressive teams again last year to this year. So first up, we're going to talk about the Premier League and we're going to start off with West Ham. All right. So, you know, last season, West Ham finishes two points behind Chelsea's sixth place, uh, two points back in that top four spot. This year, they're in fifth, right behind United, who is definitely going to drop out of that spot, by the way. They've just added to their team. Like, they've gotten better so far. If anyone would have guessed how West Ham would have done when Arsenal got better, when United got better, adding Ronaldo, adding Sancho, Tottenham got a new coach, like all that. At the beginning of the season, you would have said there's no way West Ham finishes top six again. And they're in fifth right now, advancing on that spot for fourth. I don't think they're going to get that spot for fourth. I think they're going to stay in fifth, and we'll get to who I think is getting that top spot for fourth in a second. But West Ham somehow have gotten better this season. They have a great team so far. Declan Rice has gotten better. Sushek's gotten better. Gerard Bowen, maybe Sands Mo Salah, is, has been, outside of Mo Salah, has been the best right wing in the league this year, I think. Uh, Seed Ben Rama has gotten a lot better. There's some new guys coming in. Ben Johnson's been great. Uh, Maswaku coming back from injury, he's been good. Uh, the team has just been very consistent, very good. They win every game they're supposed to. Obviously, Europa League, they come in uh, 13 points when they're grouped by three points. The games they tied and lost, they played academy players and they played a hurt squad. They could have easily gone 6 0 in that group, go 4 1 1. Very impressive. I think they've outperformed what everybody thought they would have done. And I don't know, I'm just really impressed by West Ham. I think they've really somehow managed to improve on an already stellar season for them last year. How, how much credit do you get to give to David Moyes? I mean, David Moyes, like obviously at United, he did not have an amazing opportunity to succeed in short leash. He's completely transformed that West Ham team. Like if you look at that West Ham team before he got there, they were terrible. He's completely, it's almost like Brendan Rodgers at Leicester, maybe if you don't count this season, they suck. But <laughs> um, no, like he's completely like changed the way they play. He's revitalized the roster. And that does have a lot to do with the signings they've made. But he just, that team knows exactly how they want to play. And they play Moyes ball. And it's great. They're awesome. I think Moyes completely has revitalized the team. I mean, if you look two seasons back, I know you said last year they got sixth place, but you look one season before that, you're talking about 16th place West Ham team. That's five points off um, relegation spot. Mm. Obviously, they improved the next year, getting six. This year, they're sitting fifth. Um, you talked about Jared Bowen. Jared Bowen's been absolutely disgusting this year in the BPL. He has eight goals, eight assists, 16 goal contributions. Mm. Like you said, Sanz Mosala, he's probably the best right winger in the Premier League right now. Um, looking at Michael Antonio in that front three as well, eight goals, seven assists, you know, one less goal contribution than Jared Bowen. You're talking about a partnership that, like, who's expecting this out of West Ham? Who's expecting this out of these two guys? And they've really stepped up this year. I think that the emergence of like Suchek as a absolute baller, especially after the World Cup or not the World Cup, was it in the Euros Euro. that he played really mm -hmm. good? In the Euros where he played really good, um, you're talking about who else? Declan Rice um, really stepped up in the Euros. We already knew that he was a baller, he was a promising guy, but you're talking about a Declan Rice that, like you said earlier, off the air that you know is he gonna go to a top four team um, in the Premier League? Talking about like big teams, mm -hmm. United City, Chelsea kind of thing. I mean, while we're on Declan Rice, uh, I'd like to pose, like, 
what do you guys think Declan Rice's potential is? Like, how how do you think he goes from here? Because he's obviously going to move to a bigger club, but where do you think he goes, like, personal growth and, like, professional growth? I think he'll stay in Premier League for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to leave the, yeah. that environment. I see him playing for either Chelsea or, or Man- maybe Manchester City, I don't know, but Chelsea mm-hmm. for sure. The thing is that I feel like he will be very expensive, and considering how expensive transfers are being in Premier League right now, mm-hmm. That tag price will be very, very high. So. Well, not not only do you have the Premier League, uh, like, add-on, like, inflation to the price, but you also have the English inflation to the price. Um, and the fact that he played in that Euros team inflation. Um, Look at Grealish. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, oh but, you know, talking about, I think that Grealish is, Grealish was worth that. He will maybe be, he hasn't he performed. Be worth that. Maybe he, he hasn't performed uh, to the level of like someone that's been worth that in the previous years. You're, you're talking about guys like guys have gone for more than 100 million that are not Dembele and Coutinho. You're talking about absolute ballers like Neymar, Cristiano, um, like Gareth Bell was up there. Like you're talking about guys that are insane. But I think that like Declan Rice has been really good for that team. What I really would like to see is for him to not go to one of those big teams so that West Ham can remain this good so that they could be relevant because i think if you take out declan rice you get the money but i think as we've seen before and teams like lesser and, and that like when you sell your big players that have like given you that spark to be that good that season and you exchange it for money and theoretically that money you could disperse it into like a 20 million player player and a 30 million player and another 30 million player let's say he goes for like 80 million um it, it's never as good as having that one 80 million declan rice especially since declan rice has kind of become um west ham I know that he's a Chelsea um, youth product, right? Yeah, he's out of the yeah, academy. He, yeah, yeah, he used to play with Mason Mount, um, mm-hmm. same age group kind of thing. But he's kind of become um, West Ham. So I would really like to see him stay because I, I think that West Ham, that's the way that they can remain relevant. I don't think that exchange, exchanging him for, for cash and um, buying multiple players in different positions and bolstering that squad will be anywhere near um, as effective as just keeping him. So... I'd like to see him stay there. I think that that because of him and because of a lot, all the other players that we've named, West Ham has definitely been one of those um, really impressive teams in, in Europe. And currently, they're set to play Sevilla in the Europa League on March 10th, which is our segue into talking about Sevilla themselves. <laughs> Moving on to La Liga. <laughs> what a segue. What a segue. Sevilla, in my opinion, you know what? In my opinion, second most impressive team in Europe. Most impressive team. Most impressive team in Spain. I think in Europe, my second most impressive <coughs> team has been Betis, but that's a little bit of La Liga bias. We'll get to Betis mm-hmm. in a second. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll get to Marakias, I saw that face <laughs> that you made when I said that Betis has been insanely impressive this year. Well, before before I give you the mic, let me just say how Betis has done. 1920th season, they hit fourth place. They're tied for points with Atletico Madrid. They get third. I mean, I mean, they get fourth place. They're tied with Atletico Madrid on points who get third. Last year, they get fourth place again, two points off Barca in third. So we got fourth place on back-to-back years, and they almost cracked that third place. So they're playing Champions League um, for the last two years. They've been not that effective in Champions League. They usually get knocked out around a 16. This year, they're back in Europa League, arguably their competition. Um, they're also sitting second place in La Liga right now, um, six points off Real Madrid. Um, obviously, Real Madrid has a tie break for now, but still, the fact that you're in second place in the league with Atletico Madrid and Barcelona is really impressive, and like I said before, they are playing in Europa League as well. They're set to play um, West Ham, but now I'll hand the, I'll hand the mic over to Malakias, who does, did not like 
the mention of Sevilla as the most impressive team in Europe. No, like, yeah, so what do you have to say? They're definitely one of the most impressive teams in Europe. Okay. But if we're talking about La Liga specifically, I think they're the second best performing team compared to last year, right? Because Sevilla last year, they got fourth place, if I'm not wrong. Yes. And now they're second place, right? Mm-hmm. Betis got sixth place. Yeah. Now they're sitting third for now. And what they, is their best start of the season in at least 10 years. So you have a team that was nowhere near what... I mean, Betis is a big team in, in Spain. It's definitely top, I'd say top seven. You have Athletic Bilbao, Sevilla there, right? Valencia Villarreal. Yeah, yeah. yeah, a couple teams. But mm. I mean, they have a huge like number of fans and everything. And now they're actually doing so good. They're the only Spanish team alive in all three major competitions that a team can play. They're semifinals of Copa del Rey. They play against uh, Rayo Vallecano and they won the first leg. They are already through in round of 16 in Europa League. Well, they're playing in the round of 16. I mean, yeah, they're playing. And they are third in La Liga. So, I mean, what better than that compared to last year where they didn't play European competition. They didn't get anywhere near where they are right now in Copa del Rey. And they're obviously doing so good in the Liga. So, I mean, Sevilla is doing good, don't get me wrong. But I think the most, the best performing team right now compared to last season is definitely Betis. I think, I mean, I think it's fair. Um, I think the only reason that I put Sevilla a little bit further along is because Sevilla kind of is known. It, it's that dynamic of like, Betis kind of made that big jump in La Liga that we didn't expect, whereas Sevilla has been stagnant and made that big jump. And I think in soccer, it's harder to make a jump on the table as a stagnant team. So like a West Ham who was consistently like between 10th and like 15th, it just sitting there, sitting there, sitting there until they hit rock bottom in 16th and then boom, back up to fourth. In Sevilla's cases, like Sevilla's fourth, 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 then boom, second place they're fighting up there. I think it's harder to make a jump as a stagnant team than making a jump where like Betis is sixth place and now they're fourth or third, they're third. But, but I'm not taking any credit away from Betis. Uh, I just think that the the model that Sevilla has uh, like employed with like Lopetegui or like under Lopetegui, or I guess in the last like two, three years, uh, has been really impressive in like the play, the kind of players that they buy. But also because of the amount of resources they have. Yeah. You have Sevilla who's, you literally said it, they earn, they, they own <laughs> Europa League, right? Yeah. But then you have Betis with less resources. And for me, maybe I'm biased, but Pellegrini has done an incredible job since no, he got of course. the team. I think they've lost. Their effectivity this season is 65%. So, Considering the difference of, of or, or the availability of resources, you see a team like Betis who will probably be in Champions League next year. I think they have secured their Europa League spot. Personally, I think that. Mm-hmm. And that will bring more money, more investment. Into I mean, that, bring, that brings up a point. Com- comparatively, Sevilla and Betis which one is more likely to lose this most impressive label? Like, which one of them is, is it more likely that the bottom drops out? Like, where do you see Betis ending up at the, at the end of the season? Where do you see Sevilla ending up? So, like I was saying, Sevilla right now is alive only in Champions League and in La Liga, right? Sevilla is Europa League. They're playing last time. Yeah. yeah, my bad. That's yeah. what I meant. Um, I don't think Sevilla will win Champions, uh, Europa League, sorry. Mm-hmm. I think 
I don't know why, but I, f- I have a feeling like Barcelona will like try like step over mm-hmm. and do something. And I see Real Madrid winning the Liga, right? So the only thing I see Sevilla getting this year is getting a Champions League spot for next year. You talk to me about Betis, I see them winning La Copa del Rey because, I mean, we'll, we'll see about that, but I think they are already in the final. Maybe I'm, I'm jinxing it. I don't think so. Um, but I see them as winners of Copa del Rey. Then I see them getting a Champions League spot in La Liga. And yes, they will probably get eliminated in Europa League. But I mean, for a team that hasn't won anything in so long, getting that, I think they will earn the title of the most impressive team of La Liga this year. This I, I agree. The only point that I disagree with is, do you think that Real Betis is really going to get a Champions League spot? I mean, right now they're sitting at 46 points. Barca has 45 with a game in hand. Atletico Madrid has 45, same amount of games. So say that has 44, same amount of games. Villarreal has 42, same amount of games. So, seventh place Villarreal is four points away from Betis. You still you still think, like, let's say Barca wins a game in hand, Betis is sitting in fourth place right now. One point away from fifth place Madrid, Atletico Madrid, and two points away from Sociedad. You think they'll be able to maintain that? I know it hurts from my perspective, being an Atletico fan. You think they'll finish above Atletico Madrid? Yes, I don't want to say Atletico won't get a Champions League spot. I mean, Betis finishing above Atletico Madrid probably means you don't get a Champions League spot. I know. That's why I'm saying uh, it hurts. But I I have the feeling that, first of all, they deserve it. I'm, I'm going to be honest. If you have to put Atleti and Betis on the same table, on the same like level, yeah, Betis deserves that Champions League spot because they have played incredible this season to what they were expected to play, right? And Atletico has underperformed. There's no doubt about that. So I do feel like Betis deserves that Champions League spot, and I feel like they're going to get it. Like to finish off La Liga, um, going back to Sevilla, what I wanted to say what's really impressive is the kind of system that they've employed in the way that they buy players, the kind of players that they buy. Um, whereas like Real Madrid or Barcelona or looking at like Liverpool and Man City, teams at the top of the league usually buy big, really big players or really young players. These kinds of like pushing top four teams kind of go out and get players that really fit their system, usually not veteran, like 32 plus, but like between 27 and 30. Like mm-hmm. those kind of players. Um, I kind of wanted to highlight that Sevilla like has gone out and gotten uh, like Huevo Acuna from uh, Sporting Lisbon. And how good has he been? Like Thomas Delaney, Jules Koundé, like the young, the young- um, Montiel también. Gonzalo Montiel, Diego Carlos, John Jordan, Enesiri, Rafa Mir, Papo Gomez, Lucas Ocampos. These guys have really changed the way that um, Sevilla has played in La Liga. And going back to West Ham, the thing that I was saying about Declan Rice is that I don't want to see him leave for that same reason. What you want to do is build on that. You want to build on Declan Rice. You don't want to sell him. Build around him, you mean? Yeah. You want, you want to build on that. You want to build on those kind of players. On like Michael Antonio playing really good and Jared Bowen playing really good. You don't want to like strip your team and, for money and then try to like build a new team. Like that almost never works. So it sounds like you're scared of uh, Declan Rice and Jules Koundé both coming to Chelsea. <laughs> no, to be honest, I just want leagues to be a little bit more competitive in that respect. Because if Declan Rice doesn't go to Chelsea, he, West Ham is more competitive. If Jules Koundé mm-hmm. doesn't go to Chelsea, you have Sevilla being more competitive in La Liga. Would you like related to how, what happened with Vardy in Leicester? That's exactly what I was saying earlier. Like you can have uh, Leicester City, 
thing is that's different because like they were like uh, a promotion side that won the league so that's like a, a little bit crazier than like west ham just being kind of like b- bad and then pushing fourth place or like sevilla being stagnant in that fourth place so like obviously they were always going to get stripped and, and like same thing with that ajax team like you know they were going to get stripped um so it's, it's it's a bit different i just i would like to see leagues be a little bit more competitive in terms of like who they buy where they buy from and how much they invest in their youth system like Imagine a, like I know this is absolutely off topic, but imagine like uh, a system where like teams kind of just don't really pick off from other teams, like in that sense. For example, um, I'm gonna pick Real Madrid because that's the team that I know most about. Real Madrid, um, barring like maybe Eden Hazard, don't they buy players that are like up and coming for the most part like Rodrigo Vinicius yeah Luka Jovic had a really good season for Frankfurt they bought him Kamavinga had a really good season for Rennes they bought him um I don't I don't like the like 100 mil 130 million transfer kind of thing like for like Eden Hazard like because th- that makes Chelsea like less competitive or something um in you that kind of about Ronaldo's though <laughs> I think Ronaldo, I, Gareth I'm Bale, like, Benzema, Luis yeah. Figo, David Beckham, no, Zidane. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not like. I'm not. I'm not trying to like um, make Real Madrid seem good, and everyone should do transfers like Real Madrid. And and also like every time I bring an example, like it's unfair to bring up like like Figo or like even Cristiano Ronaldo, dude. That was in 2009, bro. Like that's not modern at all. Like I'm sorry that Perez, but Ronaldo from United. Like I don't know what to tell you. Um, I'm talking about like modernity like what we want to see moving forward like it's sad that it kind of seems like liverpool and city are like dominating the premier league as much as they are and i think that's the way it's headed um so it would be nice to see that but to move on from um <laughs> those those tangents um let's talk about what you want to say something go ahead yeah i know i wanted to mention barcelona as an honorable mention for Absolutely this not. part of the well this barcelona part of the season barcelona the saying. last month has been arguably the best okay but as we stated at the beginning of the episode we're talking about impressive teams compared last year to this year from last year to this year barcelona has been absolutely awful i, I mean, mean in terms of they could, they could they i mean could calendar if we're talking calendar year that's we're talking calendar saying. year like you're talking about seasonal point. seasonal i mean yeah year, it, was, like, it was fall last year now it's uh, winter slash spring different I mean, season i mean i'm not talking about like yeah leaves are falling and regrowing rough it's a different season yeah for sure yeah that's how that's how chelsea fans gotta look at it oh so moving God. on oh from la liga um you mentioned Betis. Betis is played um here's another beautiful transition. Betis played Leverkusen in the group stage. Yes, sir. The very team that we're gonna talk about next. In the Bundesliga, by far the most impressive team so far. Bayern Leverkusen. Last year they ended sixth place. This year they're in third, six points off Dorman in second. I know relatively speaking, compared to West Ham Sevilla Betis, that's not as good because they're sitting third place, you know, six points off second. Um, and Bayern is probably way farther, like way gone. But relatively speaking, um, for our team in the Bundesliga, I think Leverkusen has done really good. They're playing Europa League, obviously. They topped their group, a group with Betis in it, a group with Celtic in it. They beat Betis for zip in the group stage. Um, I think they've been really impressive. You're talking about guys, again, another guy that's probably going to get picked off by a big team. Florian Wirtz, 10 assists this season Bundesliga. He's second in Bundesliga in assists. You guys um, have guys like Tapsova. Um, not a lot of people know him, but he plays center back. Um, Burkina Faso player played really good in AFCON. You got you have Patrick Schick, 
um, used to play for Leipzig, had a really good Euros with uh, Czech Republic, um, along with Suchek from West Ham. Patrick Czech has 20 goals this season in Bundesliga. He's sitting in second place behind Lewandowski. So, in my opinion, they've been um, really, really, really impressive. Um, excited to see where they go in the Europa League. Don't know how far they'll go, but I guess for the Bundesliga, that's definitely my pick. Hmm. What do you guys think about Leverkusen? I mean, I think they'll stay up for sure. Like they, that team is a lot. Like you mentioned, Florian Wirtz. Like he, he's the next great attacking mid in the world. I think. Like I'd be remiss to say, but I, I mean, he's he's gonna be good. He's gonna end up at a huge club, probably like Bayern or something. But he's he's massive. He's great. That team is stacked. Like like Schick is gonna be a very special. He's still I think twenty five or something. Like he's going to be a very special striker and. I mean, if you're look, if you're a team right now that needs a striker, I don't know why you're not looking at Patrick Schick. He's electric. He's game changing. Like he's exactly. You want a guaranteed goal? You get a guaranteed goal, Patrick Schick. He was uh, really, really good in the Euros. He was electric um, in the Euros. It transformed his whole career. He was like, he was like a 15 goal the whole season kind of guy before, and now he's like, yeah, I got 13 games left. So I got 20 goals. Like he's, it, it, I don't know what happened to the Euros, but like clicked. Like he's, he's electric. One thing too that Leverkusen has been doing is investing on players from South America. Which is uh, back in the day they used to do it. They bought Vidal. They mm. were the, the team that brought Vidal to Europe, and then they sold it to sold it to Juventus, and then you know the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. And now they bought a uh, an Equatorian player, Piero Incapié. He's like super young, super good. He's played all the qualifiers. He's games. a defender. Yeah. Yeah. He's good, good, good. And I think they're doing good investments. They also bought Ezequiel Palacios from River Plate. Yeah. Another good investment, young player. Does Alario play for Leverkusen? Alario too, yeah, yeah, Lucas Alario. So I think they're also broadening their, their horizons. Yeah, to see where they can bring players to make them different. Much like Leipzig does in, in Germany, that they bring players mm-hmm. out of nowhere. And you have Bayern and, and, and Dortmund who focus on like kind of the same profile players. No, in this case, Leverkusen brings different type of players from different parts of the world so I think that's also very positive yeah and we'll see if they can catch up to maybe maybe Dortmund and take that second place play Champions League next season um, for another beautiful transition Leverkusen is playing Atalanta <laughs> in the Europa League Atalanta plays in Italy and moving on to Italy Napoli what do you have to say about Napoli well Napoli right now as we speak is sitting first place mm-hmm. I know Inter is missing he has one one game they have one game on on hand, but uh, they're only, I think, ha- they have 58 points and Inter has 50. Napoli oh. sitting first place with 57 points. Yeah. You have AC Milan sitting second place with 57 points. You have Inter Milan sitting third place with 55 points and a game in hand. Yeah. So Napoli right now with uh, the new coach, Spalletti, um, I think they are definitely, compared to last season, they're way too good right now. And I you expect I don't know Juventus or Inter they're like the previous winners to be up there and you see how Napoli and, and Milan which we'll talk about them later are right now sitting first and second I know Inter has a game in hand but still I mean those two teams that never haven't won in a while I mean Napoli I think they won the Coppa Italia two years ago but that's it and Milan hasn't won anything since like 2015 so those are my First two picks to uh, Inter two to get the the Serie A title, and you see them. You have players like Oshiman. He's great. Who's yeah, crazy. He's good. great. I like. I, I when I saw the the transfer, they paid a ridiculous amount for him. Where was he at before Lille? 
Yes. Yeah. That's probably why Lille's not doing so well. Yes, Sell your whole team, like that'll do it. But and you have him. And scoring. that's what I was talking about. The whole team getting stripped after they win. Lille wins league one. Boom! Now they're horrible. No, that's why. I mean, it's fair. They've been crazy good, and I think again, it will be an interesting like last ten match days for for Syria to see who's actually gonna get the the title. Cause yeah, I mean, not to take anything away from Napoli, but they were, like, deceptively good last season. I know they finished fifth, but they were only a point behind third place. And Juventus Two got points in, behind like, second place. They choked at the at the end of the season. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. But they had to win, like, I think two games out of the five that were, like, and they didn't. And Juventus won all of them, so. Mm. I mean, definitely a good team right now. They lost to Barcelona in, in Europa League, but I think that the Barcelona that they played is different from the Barcelona we've been seeing for the past year or so. Yeah. So... So yeah, but still, great team and jumping then on, on, on to Milan, same thing. I mean, last time you saw Milan winning something was 2015, I think, a Super Cup. Yeah. And now, last year they got second place. This year they're second place again. They played Champions League. They had the toughest group probably. I don't know if you guys agree, but they played Liverpool, yeah, Porto, the and then Atletico. Yeah, it's fair to so, say. Yeah. They won against Atletico, actually. And, I mean, it was a tough group. First time in Champions League in, I think it was 10, no, not 10 years, uh, six, seven years? A lot of years. Yeah, a lot of years. Um, and I think, again, they have been able to stay up there with not enough resources to buy players. Um, they have a crazy good left back, Teo Hernandez. Yeah. Slatan, who's insane, still yeah. playing. Nobody knows. How. I mean, I think he's going to retire. I think he's been out most of the season, though. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. I mean, uh, looking at other players, yeah. you have, like, uh, Kessier, um, who's supposed to supposedly go to Barca. Yeah. He's been insane. Um, Rafael Leao has been absolute filth. He's he's going to be. Like, you have Ante Revic, too. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. they sell Donnarumma and just put my name No, they didn't there. sell Donnarumma. Another no, like, uh, like, Ryan Hunt said this on Stadio. They replaced Donnarumma, who's arguably the best goalkeeper in the world, coming off a massive performance, like, was crucial to that team. They replaced him with Mike Magnon, and they haven't lost a beat. Like, Mike Magnon's great. That, def- that defense is great. Yeah, Lille. Lille. Lille yeah, that's get- what I was saying. Lille's getting picked over. Lille. Yeah, Lille. That's the, that, that's go the back. Go back, listen to episode four. <laughs> is it episode four, man? It's yeah. episode four on, on the most disappointing teams in Europe. Mm. That's why, man. They destroy their own you team. Just dist- you get picked apart. That's what I was saying about West Ham. That's what I was saying about um, someone else. But, like, <laughs> dude, that's the... Oh, Sevilla with Kunde. That's yeah. the problem, man. You get picked apart, and then you think you're going to do good because you have money now, and that's not the case. Some players are just the team. Like, they work for that badge. They are that badge. They are that play style. They are that player under the coach. And sometimes it doesn't tra- translate. It just doesn't. Look at Eden Hazard, man. I know there's been a lot of injuries and a lot of fitness problems, but sometimes it just doesn't work out. And I mean, also Milan, the thing is that they like to invest in players from Italy, like Tonali, who's coming from Brescia, I think. Yeah, Brescia. Yeah, and I mean, he's supposed to be the next Pirlo. He's he's really, if you see him on the ball, he's really good. He's got a ton of potential. He's very passionate, too. Yeah. No, you see him. You yeah, see he's play- I mean, he's playing for his favorite, yeah. like favorite club growing up right now. He's he loves playing there. You can tell every yeah, time he goes yeah. out. Yeah. I mean, and then you have some injuries like all teams, mm. like uh, Kier, who was Kier. nominated. I mean, but look at look at Tomori. 
Tom no, Brady's no, great. Tom Brady's great. Yeah. They think Chelsea. 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 <laughs> Never should have gotten rid of him, but I'm glad Chalob was getting those minutes. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. They sold. They sold him to AC Milan. Yeah. They did a loan with option to buy, thinking that he wouldn't play, and then um, he did somebody play. got hurt. Somebody got hurt in front of him, and he played the entire season. He was electric. Yeah, yeah. He's, he he's so fast. He's so fast. I know. When we, we played some. When we played some Mori, we played like I. I'm probably definitely wrong with the stat, but I think he started 12 games for Chelsea the season he came in, the first half, and I think out of those 12, I think eight of those were clean sheets. No, no, it's great. With, with Kepa and goal. Like, <laughs> he scored a couple of headers. Oh. He scored, he's great. He's he's insanely fast. Oh, he would he would have fit Tuchel's system perfectly, but, uh, you know, Lampard arbitrarily decided he didn't want somebody. Maybe they'll get relegated with ever since punishment, but we'll see. Yeah, and Milan was one of the other teams that wanted Bla- Blahovic as well. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't get him, so now I think the only thing they're missing to stay on being consistent for next year, maybe, is to sign a good number nine, a center, like, forward, or, like, a player that can replace what Ibrahimovic means for them, you know? Because well, Leao is more, like, mm. playing to the left side. He's more of a wing. Yeah, winger, yeah. left winger type of player, for sure. I mean, he can play, like, nine, but... Yeah, it's kind of out of position for yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. And then you have Brian Diaz, who has... Started the season pretty good, pretty yeah. well, but after he got COVID, I mean, he it's been kind of slower. Yeah, yeah. so so. But I mean, again, Milan yeah. and Napoli. Going back to 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 the topic, I think yeah. they're the best uh, performing players uh, team. Sorry, in in Italy right now. And mm-hmm. Inter, hmm. I mean, I thought they were gonna be more. I mean, they're still alive technically in Champions. I mean, they lost Lukaku. They've lost. And I Lukaku mean, Jacob's been back. good for them though. When Lukaku's been bad, like it's fair to say, like Lukaku system guy? Yeah. Question mark. Um, I mean, not only Lukaku. You want to punch them further? You lost Ashraf Hakimi, bro. I mean, I'd love for AC Milan needs a striker. I'd love for Chelsea to unload our striker. Like maybe that seems like a match made in heaven. I don't know. You maybe think Lukaku? Maybe Lukaku pops. I mean, if they're willing to pay the Vlahovic money, they'll pay the Lukaku money. I just don't. I think Vlahovic is Lovic. worth it, and Lukaku is yeah. not. <laughs> I agree with that. What's Lukaku right now? If you if you if you asked that last year though, you'd say Lukaku's worth it. Of course. I just don't want. He doesn't want to play there. I don't want to want Chelsea anymore. I know, but you can't. You can't. Like very rarely can you sell a player off of how he did a previous season. Teams that don't buy into that. There's a Derek Jeter contract. (laughs) Batting two fifty, getting like imagine if Real Madrid goes like, "Yo, please buy Eden Hazard off of us, or Luka Jovic, or Gareth Bale off of us." Do you remember how good he was? Like, well, we're gonna we're doing a bargain sale for Lukaku. You can get Lukaku for sixty million. You got to jump on that. Dude, no way. If you're a team that's right there, yes. Um, okay, on everything I love, I'd pay like 30, 30 million. 40, I'll, maybe. I'll pay 30 million for, 30, 35 million for Lukaku, and that's because I'm like, mm, remember how good he used to be? If I'm like, how he did this season, I'm like, Lukaku's not worth anything. Dude, some team is going to buy Lukaku either after this season or after next season. It's going to be like. When does he, his contract expire? or Like four years. Like, I'm stuck with him. Okay. So yeah, he either has to get better really quickly and like act like he wants to be there, or he needs to go out alone somewhere. Like I don't care. I don't want him. I mean, you know, I would love at Chelsea is Patrick Schick. Yeah. If we're talking about Leverkusen, he's great. Yeah, but then maybe it goes maybe back to maybe Rafa's Milan point. would he'd be great at Milan. They need a striker, out and out striker, the way they play. Yeah, but they uh, need so a, you're saying you're saying Patrick Schick to AC Milan? They maybe. need a very specific maybe profile art. for Milan. You see how much they they had Andre Silva, they had a uh, mm. uh, Paqueta, they had a uh, Piontek, they had. So and none of them succeeded. You get me now. Right. right now, they have this uh, whole like squad with young players. They're mm. super young players, all of them. So Patrick Schick, he's like what twenty six. He's like twenty five or something. Yeah. Something I don't like know. That. I, I, I don't I know. Really La- I know Leal's a baby. I know Ryan Diaz is a baby. Oh, they're all babies. Tonali's all like twenty. Yeah. Tonali doesn't even have a driver's license. 
That's crazy. Demore is a baby. Dale Hernandez is like 20. He's been starting forever. He's like 23. They just the the he renewing his contract. Yeah, he's great. He's You think Taylor Hernandez is the best left back in the world? No. No. He's Joe definitely Cancelo. top 3 for me. For sure. I'd say top 3, but who would be who's better? Joao Cancelo. Cancelo this season. That's, I mean, playing That's with, fair. That is fair. He has been playing left back. Joao right Cancelo is the best left back in the world right now and then Taylor Hernandez is Right, number two. So, number two. There's, I yeah. can't think of a number three. But. Maybe Andy Robertson. Maybe. Yeah. Robble. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who do you, where do you think, if Patrick Schick would leave uh, Leverkusen, where do you think he'd fit? I don't know. Spurs if Kane leaves. That would that would make sense. Um, a team that I think we were maybe going to mention as an honorable mention, but Arsenal yeah. really need a striker. That, right? So we're, we're basically done with our list of really impressive teams. Other than that, everybody else who's been impressive this season is someone that I would argue we kind of expected it from. Like Real Madrid has like, finished second place, but they're first place now, but I kind of expect that from them. They've been impressive. Obviously, City, City has been impressive. Liverpool, despite all the problems that they had last season and the year before that, and talking about how hurt they get during AFCON, They've been really impressive, especially with that really good signing, in my opinion, of Luis Diaz. They've been really impressive. Obviously, PSG's, I don't even want to say PSG's impressive. They they always play like that. Um, who else? I mean, what? Bayern? Like, everyone uh, else is kind of what you expect. But now moving on to, like, honorable mentions, like Connor said, Arsenal, take it away, Connor. I mean, I don't even think Arsenal should be an honorable mention. I think it should be outright. They've been very impressive. The only reason they're sitting sixth right now is because they have three games in hand um yep. they missed a lot of games from covid uh they're gonna finish top four they're gonna finish right behind chelsea top four they're gonna take that spot from united um to be honest united stinks but Dude, there's like a there's like a part of me that has like growing up watching cristiano ronaldo that just makes me believe that cristiano ronaldo is gonna turn into cristiano ronaldo and now that manchester united drop okay, but you just don't, i don't think he cares anymore though and i don't I think just, a player that. i just don't think his age yeah, even if he yeah he covers his level Cristiano is hey, just not Cristiano. It's just not the. Do you see Atleti's game against United? He didn't get a single ball. Like, I just don't think United. He doesn't good. fit the squad. I mean, he's trying to. He if doesn't... we're talking about recent events, there's been rumors that he is trying to take captaincy away from Harry Maguire. Um, I, I mean, would. Harry Maguire is no good either. So he stinks. He needs to be in the championship, but. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to be in the championship, but he definitely... I mean, if he was on if he's on Leicester City right now with, like, the worst defense in the Prem, he's the worst defender on the worst defense he's just in the Prem. Like, he needs good. he needs to be at, like, um like Queen's Park Rover, like, Rangers. Like, he needs to be at, like, Blackburn Rovers. No. Like, he needs he, to I think he's good enough. Whole, he he needs to be at Hull City. He could definitely for, like, play for, like, Norwich. So, That's like, a, so a future championship team in Norwich. He could definitely play for Norwich. I don't think he gets over Grant Hanley. I was I was looking at his current value. Apparently, again, uh, according to transfer market, Harry Maguire is worth forty-eight million. I mean, they bought him for eighty, so it's like yeah. his, 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 so that stock Dembele, is tanking. Dembele, Dembele now is worth thirty million. I mean, if you look at like a uh, blockbuster stock the year after they filed for bankruptcy, I'm sure it was still probably pretty high. Yeah, I mean, great uh, reference. Like, yeah. Back to <laughs> Arsenal. Back to Arsenal. 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 Um, I mean, three games in hand. Okay, so theoretically, all, theoretically, they win them all, like Marquez was about to say. Yeah. They have 51 points. That they moves them to third place on the third top place. of Chelsea. Who, drops when, United, they get drops their, when they get their game in hand, are back above Arsenal, but we're not going to talk about that. If we, Which we will. We're playing Norwich. Our next game is against Norwich. Yeah. We're going to win. Um, Arsenal, like, they have... That team is stacked. Like, Arteta's come in and completely transformed. Like, Yanai Emery's a good coach. He just was not the coach for that team. Good evening. Um... 
he you gave it, that was zero justice to that good evening good evening it's, it's like it's dracula yeah, it's, dude i could do it so good but i don't want to do it yeah i'll do it, Rob, do no. it. okay go ahead so you were saying okay they have the team like they've had guys come in emile smith row has been great odegaard finally getting a chance with a major club i hate to call arsenal a major club but a major club <laughs> he got his chance at real madrid he just didn't make every time he got the ball he would just pass they just it don't, they don't play with an attacking bit. he's a true attack he got a man. bunch of attempts at real madrid it's just every time he got the ball he would make a pass whichever way he was facing he was so yeah. scared to turn but, saka's electric yeah. uh martinelli yeah. coming back from injury has been amazing for them rams um, though Ramsdale. oh my god Ramsdale. Ramsdale this year maybe sans jose saw and Mendy has been the best keeper in the Prem. He's, like, Ramsdale right now, if you're not even looking at form, if you're looking at basis, based on how good he's been for Arsenal as a top five keeper in the Premier League. Like, he's he's, a, he's so good. Arsenal, what they need is a new striker. They need a striker. Like, Lacazette's washed. Obviously, Aubameyang's not there anymore. Like, Nketiah is never going to work look, there. Look how good Aubameyang is now doing. Which then, I know, he didn't fit the system. Exactly. They didn't fit the Because he had to play half his games like, left wing, though. Like, they just didn't. I'm just happy know. no one said that it was because La Liga is less competitive. I'm glad we're setting a precedent and we're changing the way people. Think. No, no, we're right. not saying that. We're saying uh, that's a different that. pod. That's a different pod. Different argument for a different time. Go back another episode. I mean, a Patrick. Couple episodes. I know those guys. Like, if they went and got maybe a Patrick Schick or a Victor Oshiman or Oshiman would be good for us. He'd be good. He'd be good I mean, for them. Blahovic was perfect. Blahovic was perfect. He's not going to the. No, no, he's, he's not, not going right. there. Yeah. Um, I think if we ask fellow off the bar podcast member Michael. He'd oh. say maybe Erling Haaland. Yeah, Michael would have come in on time. He'd be doing some Arsenal defense right now, but um, <laughs> Arsenal defense—that's Arsenal—that's a joke. Hasn't been a thing. Callum Chambers, Rob Holding. hasn't been a thing for so long. You know, I will say though, um, I hate that I'm like boosting Arsenal. By the way, because I'm as such a Chelsea fan, it, like it's, like my my heart is crying having to do this. But I really do think that team is good. Like they, they're center backs right now. Like. Uh, Gabriel, Gabriel yeah. Gabrielle's great. Ben White is very underrated. Like there, that's a good pairing. Tierney, okay. Tierney, maybe not offensively as much, but as a full, like if you're looking at him as like a Kyle Walker sort of center back or a fullback, sorry, um, he's really good. I think. And then Tomiyasu, right? Tommy, right Tomiyasu and Cedric, the kind of platoon at right back. Like they're, it kind of depends on what they want out of that game, but they're both pretty good. Like they. They, if they get a striker that's top four consistently, defensive wise, they're, just, they're missing someone to like cross the ball into, like get the like go and get like 15, 20 goals a season. Hey like, man, Harry Kane's on set on the summer. Yeah, uh, but Arsenal, Arsenal could sell their whole team and not afford him. You're telling me, uh, Harry Kane would stay in North London? Dude, now he's I coming think to, at this he's point, Harry Kane just wants to put on an armband and lift the trophy for once in his life. Dude, Kane, that's not the Audi. I Cup. mean, well, he's gonna win the FA Cup. At Arsenal, Dude, like he's not Arsenal gonna... with Harry Kane is very scary. But obviously, like that's where, where do you where do you think where do you think Harry Kane should go? City, um, I think so too. I I, w- I don't want to see that as a soccer fan. No, no. But what, what do you want to see? Where do I think he'll go? I think he, like it, it's hard for me to see him in any other jersey. It's not a Tottenham jersey. If I'm being completely honest, like the dude ha- the dude has been like, where is he gonna go for the last like two three years? So I don't know where he's gonna go. Yeah, you know he, what's crazy like, is what would be cool. Go to West Ham. Go to Arsenal. Make them competitive. You know what's crazy? I don't want to see Mass City. City's literally first place. Okay, that's like, what you want to see. I mean, you want to like, see City with like you want to? No, you I wanna don't. See, but I'm saying like dominant. realistically. Realistically, I don't. I don't gonna, know. Pep Manchester doesn't City. really mm-hmm. like. Obviously, he fits that system insanely because Pep likes a nine that can play the ball, and Harry Kane is literally that guy. Like, did you see the assist he had for Hyung Son? Filth. Yeah. Yes. He can. So Kane, when he's at Leicester, right? He's on loan at Leicester. End of his run. Leicester say, "We'll buy you if you want to stay here." He says, "No, I want to go to Tottenham." If he stays at Lustre, he has three trophies. Theoretically. 
Theoretically, but yeah. I mean, he's taking right. Okazaki's spot in that uh, that run. Yeah, but like, who like, knows if Jamie Vardy's as good as he is if Harry Kane is like fighting him for a spot? Like, they they, they ran a four-two-two-two. Like he still has. They both can start. I think that actually team, that team actually somehow gets better if you have Harry. You have the best strike, arguably the best striker in the history of Prem. Yeah. Who Harry Kane? Arguably, he's wait, in the conversation. Wait, wait, wait. Best striker in he's on history. Pay, he's on of Prem. I think in the Premier last, League. he's not even. I know, I know, I know, I know. He's not even. Are you best. sure what you're saying? He's on he's, pace to break if he stays oh, in the yeah, Prem. He's I on pace. pace. He's on pace yeah, to hit the goal mark. He just okay. hasn't won any trophies. So maybe if he goes right. to City, get some trophies. You said that, and like my brain just started like. No, mine too. Mine too. Oh, sorry. I mean, sorry. What, what's, sorry. He, what's he got to pass? Like, bro, I'm so, Alan like, Shearer. Okay, Alan. Sh- okay, that's like really old. So we're not even gonna count that. I hate doing that kind of comparison. You cannot be the best striker if you don't win a title. I agree that's with you. I think, yeah, so I think that's why you have guys things. like yeah. o, like Sergio Aguero, and then you have guys like Luis Suarez for Liverpool, but or like I don't think Suarez was there long enough though to really Luis Suarez Aguero was to an me when I monster Liverpool Fernando yeah. Torres at Liverpool or at Chelsea. I don't, like, think was, I don't know. I'm more at Liverpool. Yeah, I guess, but Luis Suarez is not definitely in the last decade. So it's from Percy too. But like, I, I get what you're saying. A really yeah. good player. Arsenal has definitely been one of the most impressive teams in Europe. I have them as an honorable mention because, you know, it's hard for me to sit here and be like, well, they've been impressive if they're sitting six. I, I was kind of more focusing on the top of the table, but they have been impressive. I think that you are completely right, Connor. They definitely are going to make that push for top four. That does make a really interesting race in the Premier League for uh, that actually top five, those real European spots, because I think that the sixth place team gets that like uh, conference, conference league, yeah. conference league spot. Um, this is like the first year they're doing it, so I don't think that competition has any real merit yet. But I'm I'm just gonna state something here. If Tottenham wins an international competition, it will be conference, not anything but that. No, that's like a that's like a tin foil. Tottenham is like, a lot conference of league is too. so. I know, I know. That's why. Yeah, it's, but it's, a, it's a joke. Uh, Tottenham is a lot of it. is a lot of players away from being a, like actual Tottenham. Like that that team that finished top four that many years ago, or they were like second or something. Second, second, right behind Against, Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, another honorable mention that I wanted to put out there, um, maybe less known, is PSV. PSV is literally playing out of their minds against the Ajax. That was, I know, Malakiz, you wanted to say that Ajax has been really impressive in the Champions League because they won all their games in the group stage. How do they do in the Champions League, though? They like they tied 2-2 against so, Benfica. You know, I don't know how to feel about that. PSV is currently sitting two points behind Ajax in uh, Eredivisie as compared to last year where they literally lost the league by 16 points. So, I wanted to mention them. Um, obviously, we got to Arsenal. You got to AC Milan earlier. As far as we're concerned, in terms of impressive teams, I pretty much said um, what I wanted to say. Do you guys have any other honorable mentions? Any other teams that have kind of surpassed where you thought they would be this season? Can well, we well, name, this, like, off yeah. the top, off the top right here, can you name a team that you expect to be an impressive team next year? Next season? Yeah. Like National League or, or European competition? Like European. So like Champions League type of thing? No, like actually like I thought what you meant was like where it is. Oh, okay, okay. Domestically, um, a team that's going to be impressive. Uh, Arsenal. I think they'll finish off where I agree. Um, I think Chelsea will do better than people think they will. What's basically. doing better though? On top of either City or I mean, Liverpool? If you finished third and fourth the last two years under Tuchel, I think we... First for a second? I think we're, like, truly contending for... We've, we've, I think we've, we're going to truly contend for the league next year. I really believe that. Based on who we have, we just have to get some guys out, get Jules Koundé in. Um, I think we'll be straight. Uh, I see Arsenal finishing that four spot again. Um, 
I mean, if you're looking nationally, someone that I think would do really well, Barcelona under Xavi, and we mentioned this a little bit earlier, they've been electric. Like, you could, like, like Madrid's going to bring in Mbappe. They're going to bring. Yeah, that's in, the problem. That's they're going to bring it. They're going to bring in Haaland, but I still think like despite that, I don't think they'll bring both of them in. But Barcelona, like Barcelona, I think if can anything, still actually, uh, one last scary thought to put into your yeah. brain. If if Barcelona is as good as you guys have been saying all episode, do you think they could convince Haaland to go there? I think Haaland is or will be able to see a long term project that he would be interested in because mm. the way I think about it is that. Right now, we're portraying Haaland and Mbappe as, as the next Messi and Ronaldo. Not going to be like them exactly, but like the two next future stars that mm-hmm. we're going to be seeing and trying to like compare each other, right? And I think playing in the same league as your contender and on the other team, yeah. really, I think that brings a healthy competition in a way mm-hmm. to, the, to the table. And we were saying earlier also um, that Lewandowski might, go, might move to, to Madrid too i mean and you know what's crazy going back to the like um real madrid barca kind of they need to play against each other thing that's in a league that will have vinicius pedri ansufati camavinga rodrigo i mean rodrigo's a bit of a stretch in those names marcos yeah (laughs) just to mention atleti (laughs) but yeah that's a that's a really interesting race definitely dependent on what happens over the summer i think this summer is going to be really important for a lot of teams especially heading into the world cup and I think I'm going to say something to make you happy and not make Connor happy. But I know the whole uh, debate about what's better, La Liga or Premier League. I think if you want to be a star, given how it, it uh, Messi and Ronaldo... So in a historical context. Exactly. So if you want to be like that different player in the history, you do want to go to La Liga. Cause you I think get, that's arguable. If you want to win mm-hmm. Ballon d'Or, and based on, I mean, if we're just looking statistically at, like, who wins Ballon d'Or, it's a lot easier to do if you're on Madrid or Barcelona. That's why, that's why. That's, so, fair, and that's, fair, that's fair, that's fair. But we'll see, because it's all tied with, like, the a couple episodes ago where we talked about, like, is is the, is the Premier League heading into the direction that La Liga was in terms of dominance, and is La Liga um, heading into the direction that the Premier League was in terms of competitiveness? So... That's something that will develop, and it's totally so dependent, like I said earlier, on this transfer window. Because I promise that if Erling Haaland goes to Barcelona and Mbappe goes to Real Madrid, forget competitiveness. It's one of the. It's, it's not going to be a competitive league no. anymore. To like, if I had to guess, unless, unless, Sevilla can keep up somehow, I don't even know how they'll do it. Or like Valencia or Atletico, I don't know how they'll do it. Or Atletico Madrid, I don't know how you, if. If Real Madrid got Mbappe, Barca got Haaland, and Atletico Madrid got Lewandowski, that would be I would watch every single game. I don't even know, but th- those are all dreams at this at this point. And uh, yeah, let's conclude it there on that note. This has been um, basically the most impressive teams in Europe last year compared to this year. Hopefully, we do another episode next year, and we'll see how how we did. Um, but yeah, my name is Rafael de los Santos, Connor O'Brien, Malagia Perez, and this has been Off the Bar. Catch you next time.